The scriptures are always very clear in the New Testament as to why Jesus was not so popular. And today is one of them. The ruling authorities, okay, it's the scribes and Pharisees, but they, the Romans ruled above them, but they were the ruling people of the Jews, the, the scribes and Pharisees. So they knit and picked things that Jesus and his, his followers did and didn't do. And they were constantly going after him, building a case against him. And in the course of the, the Gospels, you, you know all the cases that they built against Jesus. And in the end, they think they won because of the crucifixion. But in the end, we know they didn't win because God resurrected Jesus, who is with us right now. Tonight, we, we're in a society in which I think we, we can understand very clearly God's law, and I hate to say this, versus human law. God's law, we know all aspects of it and its ramifications. Creation story that we just completed, God made man and woman in his own image. So we believe that all people have within us God's image. We call it the soul. But that soul is our responsibility, although it's made in God's image. The story of creation is very interesting. You can just see, and I like this story, the way I'm going to tell it, was the way it was passed on to me by my first scripture scholar in the seminary. When he says, you all have a version of creation, you all have your own ideas of the stars, the moon, the sun, all that. He says, but just imagine those words came from an old grandfather, a patriarch, around the campfire. Logic. When the little kids went up to grandpa and said, let's sit around and tell us stories, because that was the means of communication then, there was no internet, no written word either. Um, so verbal discussions and oratory was the common way of communicating. So the grandfather sits down in the fireplace, part of a tribe, and I can just see one of the grandchildren saying, Grandpa, where do they come from? Where do the stars come from? Or another one say, yeah, in the water. Where, they, where does that come from? How about all the sea monsters? Where do they come from? And the author of the first book of the Bible, Genesis, takes all those traditions and puts them forth in a diagram narrative. And, he, and the diagram is God's law is above all. And this is how it came about. This wasn't dogma. This wasn't, you must believe this. This isn't a patriarch, one of the, the leaders of the people, trying to get the idea of course, because we're following this God of Yahweh. We're following the God that Abraham you know, revealed to us centuries ago. And we, we don't really have a manual. So oral tradition was the way they passed down what they believed. And the old man around, and it could have been an old woman, by the way, it could have been a matriarch, not a patriarch necessarily, sat around the fireplace and told the grandchildren, well, this is how it all came about. God made everything. The wind, the earth, the trees, the birds, God made everything. And everything is subject to God's law. So that gives us 
the opening lines especially, of Genesis. So the overreaching theme is God is the creator and it's God's law that calls us together as a community. Fast forward to the New Testament, because there's many examples of that during the lives of the, the, the uh, prophets and the, the Old Testament people. So we fast forward to the New Testament today, and we have Jesus, who is God's law now. This is not only he's teaching God's law, he is the new law of God. And his disciples are going through the fields, and I think because of COVID in the last few years, we sort of side with the Pharisees in this one. And they say to Jesus, your, your followers are not washing their hands before they eat. They were picking food from the, maybe the grapes, maybe the figs, but they're not washing their hands. Because what happened to God's law in the Old Testament it was so overshadowing and so powerful, but then it got into the hands of the authorities. And the authorities put strictness on those laws. God never said, wash your hands, wash your feet, wash the kettles, wash the bed. That was never revealed as God's law. It was the, the authorities of the temple, the Old Testament leaders, who put all of these laws into applicable understanding ways. So we understand God created everything, so everything is sacred, right? So therefore, you can't do anything that involves not being sacred, involves not being appreciative of what God gave us. God gave us fruit, he gave us trees, he gave... So before you imbibe, before you take something, you wash your hands as a sign of gratitude to God. And then they became strict, like you really have to wash your hands. Then of course, we move to Jesus and his followers are not washing their hands. And Jesus hits them right between the eyes. You're objecting to my disciples not washing their hands, but do you really follow God's law as God intended it? You've taken God's law and you've connived it and changed it and manipulated it. And we see that in politics in our country, probably every country, but we definitely see it in politics, how the basic truth gets manipulated. And of course, once it's manipulated, it gets distilled and it's not really a law anymore. It's not really the, the, the fullness of the message any, law, any longer. And Jesus gives the example, you, you, give, you, you have to wash your hands in cups and kettles. Now this is Mark recalling Jesus, he's the author. Mark is speaking to a non-Jewish audience. So he, he fills in these little messages with stipulations about understanding and how to understand the Jewish law. So Jesus says, the heart of the law is love. He didn't use that phrase here. But you miss the heart of the law. You go for the, the contractual areas. You, you go for the, the, the stipulations of what to do, what not to do, what to eat, what not to eat. But you forget the heart of the law. God created all of us in his image with the underlying message 
to love one another and respect each other. He's telling the Pharisees, you get caught up into washing dishes and hands, but you're missing the heart of the law. And he gives this example. He says, like, we know Moses says, honor your mother and father, but there was a stipulation in the interpretation by the Pharisees of that commandment. It's called Korban. Korban basically was under the table payments. It was crooked. It was giving to the, the temple, giving to the temple and saying, I'm giving this money to the temple for its support. And because I'm giving it to the temple, I can't take care of my parents because I don't have that money. I just gave it to God. How manipulative. And you know that happens in society today. The church may be definitely society. How we manipulate the truth in order to come out with a new answer. And we do get an answer, but it's not a truthful answer. God's law is the one that needs to always be obeyed and justified. And our motto, One Nation Under God, it was the intention of our forefathers and, and mothers to make this nation under God, not Catholic, we know that, but a belief in the Creator. And with the belief in the Creator, they fell short too because they also supported slavery. But through a development of consciousness and the centuries, we come to realize that was our mistake as a nation. So there are many mistakes that we still follow. If we took, take it to the heart of the law, we'll see they're not even reflective of God. They're not even reflective of God's love for us. When a major leader of our country can fly in the face of God's law and disregard it because of his political affiliations and yet go to church and receive communion and say I'm Catholic, that's a little corruption of the law. Not new. It's not new. Happened in the time of the Pharisees. It's happening today. So we as practicing Catholic Americans have to always go back to basics, always go back to following Jesus' example and Jesus' command. And if we don't know it, open the scriptures and we'll find it out. And Jesus' command always goes back to that threefold command, love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with your whole mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Got those three covered? You're all right with God. Screw one of those three, and you're on the outs.